Welcome to another episode of the Roseland Podcast. I'm Chloe, your host, and in today's episode, I'm chatting to Victoria Ling about brownies and guides, and we've got a lovely little poem to end with. If this is the first episode you're listening to, you can find and listen to the podcast at roselandpodcast.com on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on all the other podcast apps too. And at roselandpodcast.com, you will also find links to any of the resources we mention. One of the many groups who aren't able to meet at the moment are the local brownie and guide units. And this week I'm chatting with Victoria Ling about what they'd normally be up to and her life in guiding. Hi, Victoria. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right. And we're here to talk about guides and brownies on the Roseland. So, and you're you're the leader of the guides and brownies on the Roseland, is that right? I am, yes. Excellent. So does that give you a special name? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it used to, but not anymore. We don't tend to use them so much. So uh, just Victoria. Cool, like it. Um, and how did you get, how did you end up as the, the leader on the Roseland? Uh, well, I've been involved in guiding since I was um, tiny. I was a rainbow, so I started at five. Um, and I got into that because my mum was a guide leader. And uh, my grandma also was heavily involved in guiding and scouting. Um, so grandma's 97 now, and she still goes to Truffle Guild meetings, um, which is for the um, adults. Um, so she still does that. And my mum still runs a rainbow unit, and they both live up in Surrey. So when I was little, I didn't really have much of a choice. Um, <laughs> I spent many summers running around campsites, getting stuck down uh, rabbit holes and being put in big billies and pots. Um <laughs> and various bits and then as I got older I went to guides on a Friday night with um mum ran the unit and um I never really left I didn't really know what other people did on Friday nights so I went to guides and um that's how it stayed um I took on the unit when I was 18 and helped run it with um another leader and then about six years ago um I decided to move to Cornwall for my job um got involved in guiding because it's always a good way to make friends mm-hmm. uh, like-minded people and the good experiences that you get with it um and started helping with a couple of units they didn't really fit in with my work um so sort of gave it up for a year um and then about three years ago four years ago when we moved down onto the roseland um i got collared as you do um someone was looking for someone to take on a brownie unit um so I said, yes, why not? <laughs> We're brownies, let's do it. Um, so, <laughs> as you do. So I've always um, really been involved in guides because I really like the camping aspect. So that's mm-hmm. the older girls from 10 to 14. Um, so brownies was a bit of a, a, bit of a novelty um, to me. So I took on the second Roseland down, uh, the meet down in Porscatho um, and never looked back. Um, and then two years in, a couple of the girls got too old to become brownies and they wouldn't leave. So I thought, well, <laughs> why not? Let's open up a guide unit for them. So um, so that's gone in strength. And we've now got 10, 10 guides as wow. well. So was um, there, a couple of years ago, was there no guides on the Roseland? So it, it petered be, out? Yeah, it's sort of, um, uh, I guess, le- lack of interest, lack of leaders, the usual hmm. sort of story and hadn't, um, yeah, we hadn't had anyone to progress on so they tended to stay stay a bit longer in brownies give give brown our hand and um so I thought well as guides was my uh yeah forte um so we did that 
opened it up. Um, I managed to rope another parent in, um, as you do, to help Mm -hmm. support, um, which was great. And we had, we've got some really fantastic dads that help out with us as well, that come camping, all sorts of activities. You ask them anything, they'll they'll come and support us in any way they can. Um, And that was brilliant. And then we picked up a third leader uh, summer two years ago and a fourth one beginning of this year. Oh wow! So it's not—it's not crazy hard work being the leader if you've got all that support around you. I mean, still not easy, but <laughs> yeah, the support really helps. They—they've um, got a really good program, and we've—we've um, we've all got some really different interests, but similar interests as well. So we've been able to sort of throw our interests into it. And luckily, um, we all like the outdoors and the sea and water and various bits like that. So we're quite happy to uh, do those sorts of outdoor activities um, as well. So you mentioned that you're you're the only guide group on the Rosend. Are you also the only brownie group on the Rosend in Potscatho? Uh We're not the only brownie group on the Rosend. There is one that meets in Berrien as well, um, but they're just brownies. They don't have a guide unit either. And there's no rainbow units on the Rosend at the moment. Mm-hmm. And what does... Because I, mean, I was, like I suspect a lot of our listeners used to be brownies or guides... Um, but I know that the the group has the the organisation has changed hugely in the last ten years, let alone the last twenty thirty years. Yeah. So what does what does being a guide look like these days? Uh, probably very different to a lot of people that went to brownies and guides. Um, I mean, the uniform now is um, a lot a lot easier. Um, <laughs> so I would imagine that a lot of uh, a lot of your listeners remember wearing the little brown pinafore dress. Um, stiff cotton all the way (laughs) minimal movement (laughs) yeah and making sure you had your 10 pence piece in your pocket for a Mm -hmm. phone call and a notebook um that's that's long gone out the window we now wear bright yellow tops um and brown bottoms um that are a lot more flexible for the girls to do all the fun activities that we we do um in terms of the program that's changed dramatically as well um different types of badges um, badges that are perhaps more of their interest now um, than the badges that they used to have. The badges also look a lot more fun. They're a lot more colourful. Um, and uh, the girls really enjoy doing them. So we've, I'm trying to think of the badges that we've done this year. We've done a dancing badge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had one of the local um, dancing groups came in to show us some dance moves. Oh, cool. Um, uh, that was pretty, pretty exciting. Um, they left almost being able to dance a waltz. Wow. Um, See, they... I have vague memories of getting a badge for being able to wash up, which I still sometimes think about when I wash up because I'm like, oh, cutlery first and then the glassware. <laughs> I, I, it sounds like it's moved on a little bit from there. Yeah, sadly, the hostess badge is, uh, is not there, but they but replaced with some form of party badge, I think. So a similar, similar ethos, I think, down down that route but we've um we had a samba evening one evening uh, mm-hmm. so that was probably held well across the roseland it was extremely noisy <laughs> um but very good fun and uh somehow 30 of us managed to uh, put a tune together uh, so hats off to the guy that came in and did that with us um what else do we do we spend a lot of time obviously because we're by the sea on the beach so we've mm-hmm. done some beach cleans we're quite keen on the environment um as a bunch of leaders and making sure that um, we look after that and promote that with the with the girls. Uh, so beach cleans, walks round, um, 
we always enjoy a barbecue on the beach at the end of the summer term so hopefully we'll be able to squeeze that in this year but i'm not sure it's looking promising mm. 50 50 um, at the moment isn't it <laughs> yeah sadly um we also we enjoy two two camps a year so we tend to go um indoor camping in we were lucky we were able to squeeze one in just at the beginning of march um where the girls had the opportunity to um do some uh climbing and uh some outdoor archery and the guides were able to do some rifle shooting so uh, indoor camping is that kind of like going to a hostel rather than a tent yeah, it's a packed uh, pack holiday, so going in, sharing the dorm with people. So it's an individual building, and you, you hire out the building, and it's often on woodland to do. So, um, nice. yeah, we were able to do that, which is good. Enjoy a campfire, and the weather held out for us as well, which is oh, even better. Cool. And so do you, do you travel far and wide for the camping and the activities, or do you tend to stay in Cornwall and or even closer than that? At the moment, we've stayed in Cornwall. The girls have only just, we've only really just started camping with them for the last two or three years. Um, so we've got as far as Bodmin, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's quite, of, it's quite away. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, yeah, so that's quite impressive. But there are there are loads of opportunities in guiding to travel. Um, three years ago, I went to Kenya and volunteered with guiding out in Kenya for a couple of weeks. Oh, wow. What were you doing in like, Kenya? Um, so we went to work with a couple of schools over there, so teaching the Kenyan children and doing some building work um, with a charity. Um, so it was the adults that went. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we were able to um, do some teaching uh, with the children in the slums and um, take lots of donations out for them. Um, and we were able to leave them with a bit of a legacy of um, being able to build tripods which for their hand washing bowls they were washing on the floor whereas you can build out of sticks and rope which are available there quite cheaply for them to be able to not be sitting on the floor doing their washing up or washing themselves so that was quite nice wow Uh, such a simple thing but I can imagine quite um valuable yes yeah I think yeah particularly particularly now more so with hygiene so Mm. um yeah that's been really good but they're as, as um, a guide, you can go away with guiding as well. So adults will take guide, uh, guides away. Um, I've taken groups to uh, Copenhagen and various places. So. Oh, wow. Huge, huge experiences there. So so if, if someone likes the idea, who's, who's kind of an, an adult, because I think you mentioned your grand still goes to Trefoil, and obviously yeah. you're still doing a lot that isn't just looking after your pack. So how does how does someone in their 20s or 30s get involved? What's the options for them? Because I think I would have assumed that guiding kind of ends at about 18. Yeah, so guiding for, for young people as in structured um, meetings probably mm. does lose a lot, obviously, when they go off to university at that age. Um, you can come back and be, so at 18, you can be a young leader um, and then go on and do your adult, adult leadering, as it were, so in your 20s and 30s. Um, and um and get involved in that way you can run a unit you can you can decide to turn up just you know ad hocly um we've got many people that have got many skills that we that come in and help us with things i mentioned the dancing and Mm -hmm. the samba so you can cut if you've got a a skill that you can come in and do an activity um that way is always quite quite good um and you can get involved and come to weekly meetings come to um meetings like help with camps etc like some of our dads do there's loads of options and even if you weren't um 
uh, you didn't want to get involved with the children on a on a close level there's options such as um secretarial or doing the uh, accounts one of our dads does my accounts for me which is really helpful that's so nice <laughs> sorry about them I'm not sure who'd say that he probably I'd probably give him a big headache once a year but <laughs> <laughs> nothing that a bottle of wine won't solve <laughs> it, I mean I think it's really good for adults in terms of mental health and mental well-being it gives you a chance to I know when I've had a stressful day at work and on a Thursday night I go to brownies and the drive there that hour's drive is a nice uh calming hour and then you just forget everything because you just you know what kids are like full throttle into yeah. whatever two hours you've got planned for them and most of the time they really enjoy it it's, it's so. almost a bit like mindfulness isn't it because you can't think of anything else than what's happening right there in the room <laughs> no. slightly crazy no. mindfulness but <laughs> yeah yes they uh, they can be a little loud and a little boisterous but they're they're a good bunch is that the guides or the brownies or both <laughs> both so we run them back we run them at the same time um which is a bit bedlam some some nights and the guides stay a bit later just to give them give them that bit of more grown-up time mm-hmm. um but yeah it works quite well hey so well um, Victoria, thanks so much for coming on. It's been really interesting to uh, to chat with you. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. So I hope you get <laughs> I hope you get back to doing it soon. And so do I. If like Victoria, you run a group on the Roseland, then we would love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on for a chat. Just drop an email to rosenpodcast at gmail dot com with what you'd like to chat about, and we will get you booked in to record your interview. Lindsay and I are always on the lookout for more people to interview so if you would like to come on the show and talk about pretty much anything at all we are interested as long as it's got a connection to the Roseland. The first step is to drop us that email to rosenpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your ideas plus any questions that you've got. Everything we do is recorded in advance, nothing goes out live. And you don't even have to be willing to come on the show. If you've got a poem, a story, a recipe, then you are welcome to record it at home and send us the MP3 file. Or just email in what you've got and we can read it out for you. To finish this week's episode, we've got a poem recorded at home and sent in to us by Alan Durham. Bath time at Granny's. When young I went to Scarborough, summer holiday with my granny. And once a week she'd bathe me, every nook and every cranny, inside her old tin tub with her block of red carboyke. Oh, she gave me such a scrub, it was really quite a frolic. Then naked as a goose gog, she'd bounce me on her knee, until I said, this has to stop. Granny, I'm twenty-three. Now, you weren't expecting that ending, were you? I hope it's given you a little chuckle. And if you want to make sure you hear the rest of the shows, then do bookmark rosenpodcast.com or look out for us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your usual podcast app. Be kind and stay safe.